Greetings, 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 and welcome to another edition of Cat's Corner, the podcast. I am your host, Rissy Cat Cat Okiday, and I am so excited to have you here with me in this next year. Yes, I said next. That's how I see it. I don't trust it, so we're going to see how this goes. Today's podcast episode, I should say, is sort of a, a re-entry for me. I've taken some time off since the last one. And as I'm sitting here in my favorite studio, Harry Studios, and sipping on this amazing tea blend that Elise got set up for me, like this is the beauty of friends who get you, is that I'm currently sipping on a ginger honey lavender blend that she put together and feeling really nice and warm. And I wanted to sort of take you on a bit of a journey around what I did to get into this next year. And then we're going to just go from there. I got a couple of really fun episodes planned for the first couple of weeks. I'm really excited about the next one you're going to hear just because it really speaks to how I spent a lot of my time off, but it also speaks to something that's very near and dear to my heart. So we're going to get into it and we're going to start with Hoping you all had a peaceful journey into this next year. I started calling it next year as opposed to new year. Yeah, after we went from 2020 to 2021. I just was feeling really, there was a foreboding in my spirit around what might be happening. And we were, you know, in the pandemic proper and we were moving into a new year and we still hadn't figured out how to handle things. And when I say we, I say, I mean it the collective we. I know that there's a lot of us out here that are doing what we're supposed to be doing and we're managing and minding our business. And, you know, there's a lot of bad actors out there, but as a collective, we as sort of the humanity, we we're not doing a good job. And I'm debating on whether or not to dedicate an episode to that. I haven't decided yet, but uh, there is something on my heart that I do want to at least sort of get off my chest as it were, but that is not this episode today. It's really about how I entered into this next year. One of the things that I, I'm a big fan of, for those who know me, is ritual. I think creating ritual, it makes our time here on earth, I think, a little bit more special when you take time to acknowledge the shifts of season, the passing of loved ones, you know, the rites of passage that go with different ages and entering into different phases of your life. And so I've always been a big fan of doing elaborate rituals on New Year's Eve. And sometimes that ritual is literally, you know, I'm in a club hanging out, shaking my butt, bringing in the new year that way. I've had some amazing New Year's Eve celebrations that have spanned the globe and have been very thankful for that experience. And sitting in my house on my couch, year two of not being back in Lagos. And if you listen to previous episodes, you know, I decided not to stress myself. And you also know that I never made it to Senegal as planned as a result of a couple of different things. And that's in the previous episode, I think episode six, part two. So being there for the second year in a row, I felt like, you know what, this is a good time to do that, that inner shadow work. And when we talk about shadow work, we're really talking about so the dark elements of your personality, of yourself that maybe you don't spend a lot of time in, those are the elements that kind of give way to, I won't say bad behavior, but the type of behavior that's not consistent with who you are, if left unchecked. And I do think shadow work is something that everyone should do. And I think it's important to understand that it's not bad. It's just the other side. You know, there has to be balance in everything that we do. Where there's light, there is also dark. So I sat with the shadow self and I asked it, you know, what What are we doing? How are we going to handle this next year? And I had randomly heard some, I don't even know where I got this. I, I know that I heard someone say it or I read it somewhere, but this was not of my own thinking. It's just something that sort of showed up as a message. And it basically said to use 
you know, the end of the year, that that transition from 2021 to 2022, like when we go from like 1159 to midnight, to use that as that demarcation point where you, you strip yourself of the things that you're not, like imagine yourself walking across that line, what is on the other side of the line that you're leaving behind? And this is something that, you know, this is part of regular mainstream language now. It's not as new agey as it used to sound, but there was something about the way it was written or said, I can't remember how I took it in. There was something about the way it sat in me that I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I sat on my couch and when it was 11.58, I did sort of this, I had been assessing all of the things that were stressful and, and weighty and things that I was concerned with all day. And I'd also gone to a yoga class that morning. So there were things just bubbling up and I was just like, you know, all right. And the thing that I decided to leave in 2021 was the morning aspect of Simone. I started this season off with not being okay and giving you all a very detailed understanding of what life looked like the day that Simone died and sort of leading up to us getting her body back to her family. And I remember feeling really proud of myself for actually recording the episode and then feeling even prouder that I released it because I didn't know if I was actually going to share it. And I'd actually shared it with her sister, Joanna, who, you know, had some really kind words in response to what she heard. And it was, I felt really thankful in that moment. And when I thought about all the things that we had been through collectively, individually, I was like, you know, it's time to leave behind the morning. It's time to leave behind the questions around the the circumstances and the timing and just just keep the grief part because the grief is not going anywhere. I, I can't get rid of the grief. It's just part of what happens when people die. My mother died when I was 19 and that was 30 years ago and I still feel something in my chest every day that, you know, knowing that she's physically not here. The same thing for my sister, Sophie. So the grief part, I wasn't trying to let go of that because I don't know that I can, but I knew I could divest myself of the mourning. So I imagined those two elements being intertwined, almost like a sticker. Um, you know how when you first get a sticker, it's got a backing and it's it's there, they're together. So I literally kind of visualized myself peeling the sticker off the backing. And I kind of put the sticker on my internal fridge up there with Sophie and mom and Ty and some other folks. And I took the backing, which represented the morning, and I just left it as I crossed over that line into 2022. And I woke up the next day feeling extremely light, bubbly almost, (laughs) if I dare say use that word. And feeling like I could breathe in a way that I had not felt like I was breathing for quite some time. There was something about visually divesting of the morning that just did something for me. And so I woke up the next day. I had worked with this young group of folks that I was a collective that I'm a part of where, you know, we collaborate and we look out for each other and we check in. And one of the members was like, hey, we should all do a digital vision board. I've done vision boards before. For anyone who doesn't know what a vision board is, it's basically you taking images and words and you creating this kind of collaged puzzle map of what you want. You can do it for anything. So you could do it for your business. You could do it for your whole life. You could do it for, you know, your goals. But it's a way to visually take the ideas around what you want for yourself and put them down on paper. And 
I have found that that is a ritual within itself that can be really helpful to help ground the things that you want for your life so that they don't sit and float in the air. And I'm used to, I'm old school, cutting up paper you know, magazines and glue sticks and like laying it all out and and placing it and like boom, boom, glitter. Hey, the last one I did, I have framed. It's one of my favorite vision boards. And so the digital one, I was like, eh, I don't know. But she created jam boards for all of us, which are basically the Google doc version of whiteboards. And we all got on a Zoom and there was music in the background and you just were told what to do. You could pull images online, you could drop them in, you could move them around, you know, you could type things in it. Initially, when we did it, you know, she gave us some time and then she paired us up so that we had accountability partners. And the idea is that for the next three months, we check in with each other just to see. So we check in on New Year's Day and then three weeks after that and then however we want to do it. But we want to kind of check in through the first quarter. I hadn't really done as much. I'd thrown a couple of things on there because I don't know if I was tied to the idea initially. And then so this was like Thursday, I think, if I remember correctly. So it was like the 30th. And then the 31st, I did the yoga and I went back home and I looked at it and I was like, oh no, you know, let me do this properly. So I, I went ham, y'all, my vision board. It looks like what I think people see when they look at me and it's like, oh, that's why you all say I do too much. (laughs) It's a lot. There's a lot of things on there. And what was interesting in doing it was that there were points where I would sit back and look at what was there and ask myself, what's missing? And what I learned in the process of doing the digital vision board was that my priorities around what is most important to me are not what I think is important to me. I think the natural inclination is, oh, family and friends first and, you know, my career and all these other things. But it was really interesting how much my creative pursuits dominated everything. The only thing that was like the first thing that I put down was a black woman in warrior two yoga position and a black woman running. Those were the first two things I put down. And then everything else was filled with my creative pursuits. And then when I looked at like my personal life, like, you know, even just the whole idea of a husband or a partner, that was missing. I had to go back in and be like, ooh, child, do you want that? I do. Okay, let me add that to it. So it was really interesting to see what was first, what dominated, and then what I had to remember to add. So even in doing the process, I learned a lot about myself there. And because, you know, I'm a big fan of ritual, I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this. The new moon happened to be that Saturday. So I think January 2nd. And for anyone who doesn't delve in that space, new moons are really great. Think of them as um, planting your seeds. So I think of new moons as seed planters. And I think of full moons as harvest, maintenance, and also celebration. So you can celebrate the culmination of something. You can, you know, I like to celebrate the fact that we made it another 30 days, another 28 days. And sometimes it's like, okay, we're checking in on what we planted. We're starting to see fruit bear from that. And then we're, you know, going on from there. So I took my vision board and I used it, you know, with some candles to represent what I wanted for this year. And it felt good. It felt really good. And one of the things that, you know, has come to mind and has been really present was this idea of breath and breath work and breathing. I think I may have mentioned it in a previous podcast, but I have high blood pressure. Um, Part of it is genetic. It's hereditary. But a lot of it is in the last year and a half, my stress levels have just been really high to the point where I can't, you know, with herbs, as much as I'm an herbalist and I believe in plant matter and all of that, at some point I had to make the decision that I would need to at least for the short term get 
help using, you know, a pharmaceutical because I could feel it. That's how bad it was. I could feel that my blood pressure was too high. So I decided to use the medication after trying it and taking a break and realizing that what I was doing herbally wasn't working because the way my mind was set up and the, the way I wasn't breathing right, there was just so many things happening that I just needed help. So I took the help and came into 2022 with the decision to make yoga kind of my go-to. I wanted to create something for myself. So I decided that January was going to be the month of me. And what that looks like is yoga every day. I think with the exception of maybe two days this month, today is the 14th. I'm recording this on Friday, January 14th. I've taken a yoga class like every day, I think with the exception of two days. I think I've only missed two days. And I'm actually taking a teacher training class at the end of this month, not necessarily because I want to be a yoga teacher, but because my yoga practice has always been through tapes, through occasional classes. At some point I was into Bikram. And so I like the idea of learning the postures and actually having somebody adjust me and, okay, this is how it's supposed to feel in your body. This is kind of a mission for me to reconnect with my body because I realized in that moment of you know, transitioning from 21 to 22, that I'm just not connected, which is why body issues and the things that happen, they don't surprise me because I realize that for a long time, I've been very disconnected from my physical vessel. And that's probably another podcast for another day. But in any case, making that decision, putting it on the vision board and seeing it through has felt really good. And it got me thinking about, I was talking to a client, you know, we were checking in to get started and vision boards came up and I told him like what I did. And he's like, oh, it's like, does that, do I need to get magazines? I'm like, well, you can if you want, or you can just do it digitally. And from that conversation, what sparked for me was a different approach to vision boards that I'm going to try. I had a vision board that looked a certain way on January 2nd when the new moon hit. And when we get to the full moon at the end of this month, I think it's the 29th, I'm going to look at that vision board And I'm going to circle the things that I've been able to achieve so far. And what I'm going to do is adjust the vision board because it's digital. I'm going to adjust the vision board and do this every month to see over time how the vision board changes. So if I've gotten my yoga practice in and I'm doing it daily, that's great. Can we take it up a notch? You know, what does that look like? You know, maybe it's you know, I add, it's a morning practice and an evening practice. I don't know. But the idea is that I want to see as things come to fruition and fall off, what can I do to reinforce them? And so I I want, it's just an experiment. I'm in an experimental phase. I want to see by the end of the year, I should have 12 different vision boards and I'd love to see what the progress looks like. So it's something I'm going to try to do. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I encourage you all to think about doing that too. That could be kind of fun to see how our vision shifts and changes over time as we go about our lives. So in doing that and setting that up, I have become a lot more focused on making sure I get my yoga in. And if that means that I'm late for other things, and so be it. But yoga has become a priority, primarily because the studio I go to is owned by a black woman. All of the teachers are black, mostly black women. And I realized also in the course of all of this that I'm in a space now where I definitely need to be, I'm always nurturing, so I need to be nurtured. And this is a way for me to get that. So today, I went to class. I was the only one in class. Everyone else was virtual. 
And the teacher afterwards, you know, she's like, thank you so much for coming in. It's always great to have people in the studio. I was like, yeah. So we start talking and I tell her how I'm doing this whole month of January. And I said, you know, I'm taking the teacher training. She was like, you know, I was coming over here to say to you that I see this teacher light in you. You should really consider becoming a teacher. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that part. I just want to learn so that I can create a consistent practice for myself. And it turned, it got real emotional at some point in the course of talking to her because she's an older woman. I mean, she looks fantastic. So I don't want to overage her, but there's a elder black women have a way of commanding a space that's just different when you, you know, when somebody's an elder. And so she looks, I mean, she's stunning, but she definitely has elder energy. Everybody refers to her as mama and that's what you call her. And so she's definitely an elder. And she just was like, I'm hugging you now. She hugged me and she's like, I'm here for you. And whatever this journey is about, I'm here for you. Call me anytime. It was the sweetest thing. And I found myself getting really emotional because I was like, wow, I needed to hear that, I guess. And I needed to confirm why I'm drawn into this space. So shout out to Spiritual Essence Yoga in Upper Marlboro. The way Dana Smith, who is the founder and the owner of the space, has cultivated the space. From the time you walk in, there is this cultivation of warmth and drawing in that is really, really important. And so for all of us who have been in studio spaces where we are not the majority or we're not even like half of the folks there. It just hits different when you go in and you see people that look like you and, you know, are showing up in this way that's very respectful and honorable and compassionate. So I urge everyone to at least check it out. She offers Teleflow classes. I realized that this pandemic has really messed with my sense of connection. So for me, it's worth the 40 minute drive to go and be in the studio. And so as long as the studio is open, I'm taking a class in person. And I have found that that piece in particular has been the most energizing. So that's how I'm entering 2022. I am looking forward to seeing what all happens. We've had some hits already with the losses of the Betty Whites and the Sydney Poitiers and the Lonnie Greeniers and Bob Saget. Like anybody who, <laughs> anyone who's an 80s kid, you know, These are hitting a little differently because these are people that we grew up with. So 2022 has already proven itself to be suspect in the sense of what we're going to have to deal with. But I feel individually, we have the ability to create our own little piece of sunlight and sky in our collective and in our sort of personal spaces. And for me, getting in the car every day to go to a yoga class, regardless of the time, has become a much needed ritual. It has become an active ritual. I'm probably more present than I've ever been when it comes to my yoga practice. I find that the time flies. I remember being in other yoga situations where I would just be stressed out the whole process, just, ugh, when is this over? And with this, it just, it breezes by. You know, you don't even realize an hour has passed and, you know, I hate doing anything for an hour straight and I'm in there just floating. And so I feel like I've found the right sort of lily pad, as it were, to float on as I get myself, you know, back to the rights and get things together. And I'm hoping that by the end of quarter one, because quarter one is kind of a big, like that's for me, that's a timeline that the end of March, you know, going into spring proper, I hope to be able to come back and report that I am no longer on blood pressure medication 
and that I've been able to, you know, manage this practice on a daily basis. Cause I don't, I'm a Sagittarius. So this whole, you, some of y'all have like temperature gauges and y'all, you know, high, medium, low, it's either on or off for me. And I realize that if I miss a day, it's going to throw everything off. So I have to be really active and really committed to every day. So that is kind of me, my gift to myself. I'm going to let January ease in. I have done something I've never done before. Today, I will be completely done setting up all of my classes for my main school, which is insane because that never happens. But I decided that I was going to go into next week, which is our sort of pre-week before school starts the week after, with all of that done. And I've worked really hard to get all that set up. And I'm almost done. And today will be the day that everything gets uploaded. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I feel like, yeah. So by Sunday, things will be where they need to be. And I'll be able to go into next week, which is basically our prep week, already prepped. So your girl is out here winning. Even though I am officially a proud member of the Procrastinations Acceptance Society, I do want to step back from the knife's edge a little bit this semester. So I'm looking forward to that. And with that, I think that's the end of this episode. Would love to hear from you all how you entered 2022. And I would like to leave you with some takeaways since I keep forgetting to do that. It's important that you have takeaways. The first takeaway is, and I don't think it's too late. I don't think, you know, just because the Gororian calendar says that the new year happened on the 31st into the 1st doesn't mean that you still can't do this. But if there are things that you've brought in so far, you can still take them off and remove them. You can create that line for yourself. You can create your own ritual reset where, you know, you kind of demarcate, okay, when we go into this next day, this is what I'm leaving behind. So I don't think it matters whether it's the 31st into the 1st or the 14th into the 15th. To me, it doesn't matter. But I would, the big takeaways for me is one, relieve yourself of those burdensome thoughts and things. There's lots of stuff that we can't control. And so vacillating and worrying and going back, you know, all of the back and forth that we do, We can't really control. I'm shrugging my shoulders like you can see me. We can't really control that. So let it go. And when I say let it go, I don't mean it in that sort of pompous, condescending way because it wasn't an easy thing. But the visual for me of taking the sticker and peeling off its back and discarding the back and just keeping the sticker, that was really helpful. So if that helps you, use it. Uh, The second takeaway is I think a visual board, a visual something that you can kind of look to as a reminder of what this year is supposed to be about for you is a helpful thing. I made two copies of my vision board. One sits right by my desk. The other one sits on my personal altar. And as I shift and change it, I'm going to put the updated ones I'm going to keep on the personal altar. And I'm going to keep the original on my desk. And don't ask me why I'm doing that. I don't know why I'm doing that yet. I think in time it'll reveal itself like why that made sense. But the goal is to just keep check in, you know, keep checking in and making sure that what you said you wanted was on that board. And as things change, feel free to change them. The third thing is, shout out to Nora Rahimi, uh, my uh, personal creative coach. She said to me, she asked me, what's the one thing you can do for yourself every day? Just for yourself. It's not for anyone else. And I said, make my bed. And she said, great. And the reason I said make my bed is because I don't sleep in my bed. Anybody who knows me knows that I, for whatever reason, tend to sleep on the couch, which in a Nigerian household is like the ultimate, like do not do. But lately, because I made this promise to make my bed, 
I've been sleeping in my bed more and I didn't make my bed this morning because I woke up late, but when I get back home, I'll make my bed. And the idea is that you pick something and it's small and it's doable. You do it every day as sort of a gift to yourself. So the yoga for me is a huge gift for myself. Making my bed though, when I walk by my room and I see my bed made, it just feels like I accomplished something. And shout out to Nina Bruinton because she, that was one of her things for a while. She would ask people, did you make your bed today? Did you drink water? And I never understood the value of that until I decided that was going to be my thing. And I think I didn't make my bed the day before. And I was so disturbed because I was running around doing something and I came home and I was like, I didn't make my bed. But by the time I realized it, it was time to get back in the bed. So it seemed like a mute point. But yes, find one thing that you can do for yourself. Something small something that will let you have some consistency and go for it. And with that, we are done for this particular episode. Thank you all for listening. I think our audience has grown. I think we're now at like 30 people. I'm excited, little by little. And, you know, again, if you like it, share it. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. (laughs) If you have suggestions, I will take those. But if you just plain old don't like it, you don't have to listen. Um, Looking forward to what this next year brings us. Really excited about how far we've come. I am hopeful despite all the nonsense and you should be too because, you know, we're still here so we can still make things happen and we can still make changes. With that, I'm signing off. Thanks again for listening. Shout out to Aileen for keeping the editing so tight. I adore you and so glad that I found you because you've definitely helped to make this whole podcast experience even more uplifting. And shout out to Elise Perry and Perry Studios for letting me record here. So I will see you soon. Well, I won't see you soon, but you'll hear from me soon. Take care. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to me. Just wanted to let you know that Cat's Corner, the podcast, is produced by Lil Sosa Productions and edited by Aileen Andrada of Your Bud Pod. If you'd like to follow us, you can check me out at Cat's Corner Co., K-A-T-S-K-O-R-N-E-R-C-O, on all platforms and LSP underscore on the go. Tune in next time for another edition. As always, we appreciate your listen. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can be updated as new podcasts come in. Take care.